Hi, I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans. 30% of Americans who are planning home improvements of $5,000 or more will pay for those renovations with a high-interest credit card. That may not be a great idea. A better idea may be to take cash out of your home with a Quicken Loans 30-year fixed-rate mortgage. The rate today on our 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 4.125%. APR, 4.22%. Call us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com. Rate subject to change. 8.88% fee to receive this discounted rate. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. NMLS number 3030. Welcome to The Masogi Method with work happiness expert Jody B. Miller. Each week, Jody introduces you to amazing people who have broken through huge barriers to achieve meaning, success, and happiness in their lives. For every one of us, the path to lasting joy has always been there, but it may take a masogi to get you on it. Jody did it, her guest did it, and now you can too. Here's your host, Jody B. Miller. Welcome to the Masogi Method, breaking through barriers to achieve meaning, success, and happiness that lasts. I'm your host, Jody B. Miller. Our guests today are very smart and very cool guys that have developed a new mobile app that many of you listening are going to want to use to find your friends in extremely crowded places. It's called Garpy. So a big welcome to the co-founders, Isaac Goldberg and Simon Lusky. Welcome to the show, guys. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us, Jody. So glad you could be here. I met you both at a competition recently at UC Santa Barbara where I gave the welcome keynote. And the event is called Tamid Tank. And if anyone listening has ever watched Shark Tank on television, you get the idea. Right, you guys? Absolutely. Yeah, it's... um. How did you, Tommy Tank is very cool. I mean, Santa Barbara, I believe, is the 46th chapter, and it's a, it's a uh, connecting student-run um, startups with investment opportunities from high-profile investors. Is that kind of how you guys think of it? Yeah, definitely. Uh, personally, I also saw it as an incredible opportunity, not only to meet investors and students, but really to uh, get our name out and... Uh, network with additional people. It's just an, another event where you can network. And I think that's a huge part of uh, the business world and just life in general. Networking is a key element. Sure, for sure. So did you both go to UCSB? Yeah, I'm actually currently a third year student. Yeah, and I graduated last, uh, last spring. That's awesome. So you guys are, let's see, I want to say the very tail end of millennial and jumping into the Z centennial side. Yeah, on the border, depending on how people, uh, every uh, person defines it a little differently, but yep, right on the border. Yeah, I, I do a lot of talks around the world. I call it TGIM, thank God it's Monday, and it, it's in a different way of looking at the different generations. And I have a couple millennials at the very tail end of my own. So um, I get how you guys think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I think this whole time, tank is so cool and for listeners who don't know what it is it started at the university of michigan and it's basically these two guys sasha grabov and Aiton ingall saw that many of their classmates didn't have interest in israeli focused campus programming which is kind of what they were all doing and so they started this idea of this investment group um, that helped connect the startups with the Israeli economy. And so now, that was in 2007, it started at the University of Michigan, and now in 2018, there are 46 chapters with UCSB being, I think, the 46th chapter. 
so it's all these startups of, of students who've gone or are currently at that university, and in this case, it's UC Santa Barbara, and they go through a process where they pitch their their company or their concept, and most of these are um, in development or in beta, and then they um, are questioned by a panel of investors, and then the winners awarded, I believe, is about $3,000, and you guys won that. Yep. That's exactly right. Yeah. So how did the process go for you you, from the beginning? Like, how did it start and how did you apply and what did you have to go through to get to the finals? Well, the application process consisted of a preliminary application that was online where they had a questionnaire and we filled it out. uh, And we didn't hear for about a week or two until they came out with decisions and eliminated around... I'd say 80% or so of the competition, maybe a little higher. I think they got around 20 to 25 applicants and narrowed it down to three finalists, which would be presenting. That's awesome. And so I remember the night of looking over at the panel of investors, they had Brian Coriat, who was the founder of ValueClick um, and really a pioneer in internet marketing. And I think ValueClick became conversant, which was sold to Alliance Data for about $2.3 billion in 2014. He was really fun. He had some good questions for you guys, and we're going to get into your app in a minute. And then Avery Rosen, who's with Lead Edge Capital, and he, that's a multi-stage growth equity firm that offers entrepreneurs flexible capital and domain expertise. And they're based in New York, and I think they manage about $800 million. I used to be an investment banker, so I always look at how much money's involved. Um, <laughs> and then Yair Vardy, um, who is with Fusion LA, which is the first accelerator for Israeli startups in LA. And so I think um, they've invested, I believe, in 12 Israeli companies so far and were named by Forbes. Um, he, uh, he, they named Vardy as, um, to their annual 30 under 30 Israeli list, which was really cool. And, and I also started, um, realized during my research about Tamid that Israel has more tech startups and venture capital funding per head of population than anywhere in the world, even the United States. Did you guys know that? Yep. Yeah, Israel is really a tech hub and they're growing at a rapid pace. They have amazing things coming out. A lot of people don't even realize ways uh, started out in Israel. It's an incredible uh, development cycle that they're going through. Yeah, there, there are a ton of inventions that people have no idea came out of Israel. I just think it is so cool. I mean, I, I went, as I said in my talk, I mean, I went to Israel and spent a lot of time there. And I was just blown away by how great the people were and, and how much technology was going on and just the innovation. And it was just, it was really, really fun and inspiring for me. Yep. I happen to be going there tomorrow. Oh, awesome. Yeah. That, that's great. Is Now, is, is that to um, continue the message of Garpy, of the app you're doing? Or are you going for fun? Or I'm actually uh, leading a birthright trip, but I am extending my time there. So hopefully I will get, be able to get the word out. Oh, that's awesome. Well, let's get to the winning company, which is your app, Garpy. Who wants to take the lead and tell everyone what Garpy is? I think uh, Simon and I will kind of, you know, jump in at times and uh, add on information, but I'll get it started. Uh, Garpy is an on-foot navigation application. uh, And what that entails is it's really a social utility. So we saw a huge issue in the market when people were walking around in crowded areas like Coachella, uh, sports events, tailgates, or college towns. Whenever they're going out, 
there is an issue finding your friends uh, because the location services available on the market simply weren't accurate enough. Google Maps, Apple Maps, all of these various uh, options that are currently on the market have a GPS discrepancy of up to 50 feet. And that doesn't really help when you're trying to find your friends walking because 50 oh, feet is a pretty, uh, yeah, it's a substantial distance. So we took that and we uh, ran with it to see what we could do. And we were actually able to develop a proprietary geolocation optimization algorithm that is patent pending uh, that narrows down uh, geolocation services down to two to five feet. Wow. So how does, how would that work if you're at Coachella or Stagecoach or Burning Man or Outland or, um, you know, any of these, or even on campus? I mean, how, how would that work to make it so accurate? Well, I'll give you a rundown of how the application works. Uh, basically, let's say we're all going out, uh, wherever we're going, we're at Coachella, for example, uh, and we don't want to lose each other. So I'll create a session and invite only the people I want in that session for a predetermined amount of time or indefinitely, whatever I want to choose. And once my friends accept my invitation, I'll see them on a live map. So I can see all of them uh, on a map in real time. So as they move, I can see them move and they can see me move. So this session super secure. Only your friends who accepted and were invited into the session can see you on that map. And once you start getting closer to them, you turn on a camera view. So you look through your camera on your phone and you see a virtual marker like an emoji. Emojis are basically what we're using right now, but that virtual object could be anything. So you see that virtual marker right above your friend's head and you just walk straight to it. And it's a lot more intuitive than normal navigation because it's uh, interactive with your real world surroundings. It's an augmented reality feature. That's very cool. So, so when you did the demonstration at the event, it was fun because you had this really cool emoji. And I, I, I started thinking of things like Snapchat or, you know, like drawing on pictures. Can someone put their own photo and like put a little mustache on their photo or something? Or, um, or will you have preset um, choices or avatars that people can put up? Absolutely. So yeah, people can choose any virtual content they want. It could be clickable. It can be a video. It can really be anything they want. For right now, we're probably going to use emojis, but we will be expanding to different clickable options or, or different virtual content. That is so cool. And so, how how do you feel like you've? I mean, you've been testing this this augmented reality idea. Um, where did that come from, and how do you know it's so reliable? Well, augmented reality is a growing and just booming industry full of incredible opportunities. I got involved with augmented reality when I started interning at a augmented reality startup called Zugara. Uh, they focused on more marketing campaigns that involved augmented reality and one of their key products, which was a virtual dressing room where you could basically try on clothes online or within a store through a kiosk. Uh, and see how that clo those clothes look on you without actually putting them on. So you could see it in like a live feed, a video stream, and look how those cl clothes look on you, and it actually in uh, enhanced purchasing power and uh, boosted sales tremendously. So we saw a huge response from the market on that. But uh, the idea for uh, Garpy came later, and uh, the team from Zugara, actually many of the members came over to Garpy, because we saw the immense potential within this market. Mm -hmm. Where did the name Garpy come from? 
Garby is actually an acronym, and it's a bit of a mouthful. It's Geolocation Augmented Reality Platform for Interactive Elements. Oh, my. I'm going to have to put that in the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we thought it might be a little too long for people to say. Yeah, but I like Garby sounds like a fish. Like you're going to go, you know, the fish is swimming and he's trying to find his, you know, his home or his bait or something. <laughs> so. Yeah, we actually found out like a lot of kind of uh, cool relations, Garpy, once we made that acronym. Uh, there's also in Greek mythology, I believe harpies, if I'm not mistaken, are the flying creatures that kind of fly around people uh, and guide them to some extent. Cool. So we found a lot of like cool correlations with that. That's amazing. I remember when I had my software company and I was 20, gosh, I think I was about 27 or no, maybe about 29 um, when I started it. But um, I called it Ceres, C-E-R-E-S, ad systems. I used to be in TV before I was, then I had the software company, then I was an investment banker. And um, it was the goddess, a Greek goddess of productivity. And it was all about um, negotiating the sale of commercial airtime. And so it was a more productive way to negotiate commercial airtime, basically for television. So oh, nice. I, ch- I chose series. <laughs> I always like these interesting names and I'm always curious where people come up with them. So um, one of the questions I had, and I believe um, the investors were asking you and they were, they were very supportive, but they had very good questions about your technology. But the one that I kept wondering, and it did come up um, I can't remember if it was Avery who may have uh, mentioned it, but how do you plan to monetize the app? Well, monetization can come through uh, a series of different levels. We plan on releasing an enterprise level version uh, that allows for small businesses and companies to place their virtual advertisement that will follow them around. So if you're a small business, uh, maybe you have a food truck. A lot of the time people don't know where food trucks are moving. So if you're able to virtually advertise where you are at any given time, uh, that would boost your sales tremendously. And people can set specific filters on what kind of content they want to be notified about. So if I'm with my friends and I only want to be notified about, you know, cool deals or nice discounts for food, I could have that turned on and I could get a notification saying, hey, there's a food truck that's offering this discount if you claim it right now and it will navigate me straight to there. Oh, I love that. That's, that's, yeah, that's a good one. Um, I was just thinking at UC Santa Barbara because I also went there for undergrad. Um, you know, Halloween is pretty intense, right? Yeah. <laughs> On Del Playa. And um, this app would be a lot of fun. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's just any, the use cases really are only limited to the imagination of the people that use it. Uh, we come up with new use cases for our application on a daily basis, and we're sure that the consumer is going to think of a lot more. I know right. Simon brought up a very interesting use case uh, during the presentation uh, when he actually, when this question was asked. Uh, Simon, if you wanted to elaborate on it. Yeah, they were basically, the beauty of the monetization method uh, for enterprise level is is that the company or business can be very small or very large. So like Isaac was saying, it could be a food truck, which would be an example of a small company. But we could also use companies like Uber, for instance. How many times have you walked out of a club or, or some large venue where there's 15 Ubers, 20 Ubers outside, you have no idea which one's yours, and Uber has no idea uh, what people they're picking up. It could be large companies like that. 
It could be an interactive Garpy game that you could play with friends from a company like Red Bull is the example I gave when we were presenting, where you kind of go around a festival ground like Coachella and you collect different different emojis or different totems that you can walk through, collect different things, and then it would lead you to an end goal and destination which would be, in this instance, a Red Bull booth where you could get free merchandise like a shirt or a Red Bull, a nice, refreshing, ice-cold Red Bull. (laughs) I love that. Did you feel like, um, I, I know my mind's just spinning on all the applications as well and uses of it, which you probably, a lot of them, like you say, the enterprise level um, advertiser will think of themselves. Um, How did that feel interacting with the investors? Was this your first experience with investors or did you have some funding, um, some seed funding before? So we have raised uh, 30,000 in pre-seed funding to date and we are starting to raise our seed round of investment. Uh, We meet with investors and we meet with people uh, pretty regularly, uh, either whether it be a partnership or an investor really doesn't matter. So Simon and I have had experience answering these kind of questions. This isn't something new to us. And personally, I think Simon would completely agree with this. I love getting uh, new questions and we love just hearing what uh, other people have to say about it because it always offers an opportunity for new ideas and an exchange of ideas, which is incredible. Yeah. So have you built, um, how big is your team and have you built a board of directors yet? Uh, we are constructing our board of directors. Uh, our team right now is consistent of seven people. We have an abroad development team and we have our executive team locally. That's very cool. So is this taking up all your time or are you also holding down a day job? Uh, I personally also lifeguard uh, private parties and just do some additional tutoring and whatnot on the side for uh, extra money. And summers, usually, I put in more time working to uh, make some more money so that I can, you know, pay for college. That's awesome. Yeah. I work, uh, I work part-time at um, <clears throat> AJU, American Jewish University, as a certified ropes instructor. And it's a, that's basically a fancy name for I help kids um, climb up rock towers and rock <laughs> walls. And I'm really into rock climbing, so... <laughs> I love it. So how did you guys come up with this? Like how, where, I mean, you started talking about your friends and finding your friends in places, but did you just one day say, let's do this? No, the idea came from back in the day. uh, I came home, I believe it was just a weekend from college and I came back home to visit parents, see some friends and whatnot. And at night I went out uh, with some of my friends and I asked my dad if he can pick me up later. So it was around 1 a.m. or so. And my dad came to pick me up. And this was a place with like pretty narrow streets. So all the streets were pretty close together. And I sent him my location on Apple. I just shared it to him. And uh, he says, I'm here. Where are you? And I look around. I'm standing there. I don't see where he is. Uh, and he starts getting a little bit frustrated. I get frustrated. We're both kind of annoyed at this point, even though it was only like four or five minutes delay. It was just, at the time, it seemed like a long time. And uh, by the end of it all, I had to just walk out to the main street where he uh, saw me. And like, I basically just walked into the middle of the road and it was like, hey, hey, I'm over here. And uh, the next uh, day, I believe, or it was a few days later, um, 
we went into work. Uh, we, cur- we worked at the same company, Zugara, at that time. And people kind of noticed that my dad and I, we were just kind of not talking that much. We were annoyed with each other. <laughs> so they were like, oh, come on, guys, what's going on? So we all started, we sat down, we talked about it. And then we were saying like, wait a minute, this could be a cool opportunity. Like we always try to see where we can add an augmented reality spin. So we started looking into it and uh, Garpy started coming about. Wow. And then, so you and Simon, were you both at the same company at the time? Uh, No, Simon and I met in college actually. And uh, I saw Simon is a very well-connected person, a very charismatic, outgoing person. And I thought that's something that the Garpy team really does need. And uh, so I talked to him about the idea. He loved it. He shared the passion for it. So he is now helping us and on board. That's so awesome. So what are your titles? Are you both just equal co-founders? Um, I'm a co-founder and VP strategic development. I uh, was in from the beginning. Simon came into the company a bit later. Uh, he ha- handles, well, Simon, you elaborate on your... Um, mostly like event and marketing coordination. And mm-hmm. I, I help Isaac with strategic development, but yeah. Very cool. So um, can people use the app now? What phase are you in? We're currently in an alpha testing phase. So with alpha testing, we're just going on friends and family testing, uh, very uh, targeted, not open to the public at the moment, but we're raising our investment right now. So Ideally, once we uh, have raised the investment, we'll be in beta testing and mo- open it more to the public and then launch the full product by the end of the summer. That's awesome. Oh, by the end of summer, that's great. And so if people want to keep track of you, they, do they just go to garpy.com? Uh, it's garpy.co. .co, okay. So how do you... Um, Two questions I have with the investors um, that were there that night, very, very powerful, big, deep pockets, really helpful. Um, I thought they were just very encouraging as well. Have they offered to continue to support you or get involved or help you with certain areas of the company? Usually investors start to get more involved with developing the structure of the company or more contacts where you can um, maybe get some, some enterprise testers on board and that sort of thing. Simon, you want to take this one? Uh, yeah, sure. So we've been in contact with the investors. And uh, I mean, while it'd be nice to get investment from all of them, um, we don't really look at it that way. We look at it more of a partnership in the sense that we know they can help us grow in ways that we can't really grow without them. <clears throat> between the connections they have, between the ideas they have, between the expertise and experience they have with dealing with tech companies and investing in a lot of stuff, they can, they're really an invaluable resource for us for, like I said before, not just investment purposes, but really for furthering the company as a whole and helping us out with any questions we may have. Yeah, and we are speaking with them, uh, going back and forth right now, figuring out what our next move should be. And uh, can't really say too much more about that, but... That's great. They're, I mean, they're all going to be so valuable for you. So if you had to have sort of this um, dream of where you see the application going, let's say um, two years from now, where do you, what do you see for the application? Two years from now, I truly believe people will be utilizing the term Garpy in their everyday vocabulary. I think, uh, hey, let me share my Garpy with you, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. will be something uh, that becomes a norm, just like, hey, snap me or any Google other. Google it. 
Google yeah, Google it. it. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and uh, verb at one point. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can see that too. I, I definitely can see that. Um, I just, is there anything else you want to share about the app? I mean, I'm, I'm really excited about it. I know my kids are going to be, um, and so they're going to want to know all about it. So I'm going to keep track as well. And everyone listening, can this, can this be a global thing? Yeah, we, we plan on it. We okay. don't see it being anything other than a global thing because uh, this issue is a global issue. People go out, people uh, lose sight of their friends. They lose track of their friends all the time. So we see it as a global issue that we are truly helping to solve. That's awesome. So any last words about that you want the listeners to know about the app or about you guys or about um, where you're going or calls for funding or (laughs) any last words? Yeah, I mean, we're always interested to hear what people have to say, whether it just be feedback or ideas or uh, uh, investment opportunities, enterprise clients, whatever it may be. Uh, we're always open to new opportunities and we love to hear what everyone has to say. So uh, if people want to either send me an email at I-A-G-O-L-B-E-R-G at gmail.com or add me on LinkedIn, Isaac Goldberg. Uh, either one works. And just reach out. Let us know what you have to say. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Isaac and Simon. I'm so excited for you both and to watch this company grow and develop and either eventually get bought or go public, which is always how I used to think when I was a banker. And so I could see it um, becoming a verb. And um, I can't wait to Gurpy in a a big event when this is available to the public. Awesome. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, thank you so much. And for all you listeners who are interested in technology startups, get in touch with Isaac and Simon. Give them your feedback. Give them ideas. Um, know that there are places like Tommy Tank at your college. And if, you, if you're a college student and if you don't have a chapter, look into it because it's growing very, very fast. And it's a really cool way to experience that Shark Tank type presentation and actually get funded for, in part, for your idea or your new startup. So thanks again, guys. And thank you to all my listeners. This is the Masogi Method. I'm Jody B. Miller, your host, and we'll see you next time. And now, an ad from Dad. <clears throat> all right. Save money on car insurance when you bundle home and auto with Progressive. Can I take these off? All right. What is this? This looks good. Wow. That's well made. Where did you get this? I'm talking to you with the hair. Yeah, where did you get this? Good stuff. That's solid. That's not veneer. That's solid stuff. Progressive can't save you from becoming your parents, but we can save you money when you bundle home and auto. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discounts not available in all states or situations. And now, a page from the Diary of Flo. Dear Diary, the ghost is back. This house is protected through Progressive, but that doesn't mean it's not haunted. How else would you explain that radiator-like clanking sound? Or the moon-colored light in the hallway that's gone by morning? Maybe he never bundled home and auto, and he's doomed to suffer an eternity without the savings. Save an average of 17% on car insurance when you bundle home and auto through Progressive. (gasps) What was that wind-like sound? Oh, right, the wind. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations.